You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey everybody, it's Adam, live and in person for you. Hey everybody, it's Adam, wonder who he'll interview. Hey everyone, it's Call Me Adam, and on this episode of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam on the Broadway Podcast Network, I am chatting with Broadway Records A&R director, Robbie Rizal who has become a cabaret icon since performing his show, Songs from Inside My Locker. When we come back, we are going to speak with Robbie about how being bullied in high school led to this ultimate creation of the show. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Robbie Rizal. Hi, Robbie. Hi, Adam. How are you? Well, you just called me an icon, so I'm basically great. (laughs) I'm basically perfect. Well, you have become a cabaret icon ever since you premiered your show in 2017, Songs from Inside My Locker. Yeah. Um, So let's talk a little bit about how you came to create this show. How long did it take you to create it? And because it is based on your being bullied in high school. Yes. Uh, So prior to 2017, I had been working with a bunch of, I like to to joke that I give Sopranos jokes, like that's my job, because I write and direct for a lot of uh, fancy ladies of cabaret. And uh, every time I would do a show, somebody would say to me, oh, you should really do your own thing. And I was like, nobody's coming to that. And uh, one day, uh, I got the, you, you should do your own thing. So I put a message up on Facebook because it was 2017 and people still use Facebook. Um, (laughs) That was like, hey, hypothetically, if I did a thing, would you all come to the thing? And an hour later, I had a date and I had a contract, um, but I didn't have a show. So I had to build a show. And I really hate those cabaret shows that are like, I was going to be an actress, so I moved to New York City, and my boyfriend dumped me. Here's a song about my cat. Like, I hate (laughs) those shows, you know what I mean? But you've Mm -hmm. seen them. We've all seen them, and they're dreadful. Um, So I was trying to find something that would be like what I am, which is silly, but also like there's a bleeding heart underneath it. (laughs) Uh, And what would that be? And I just thought about all the show tunes that like saved my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a narrative hook to hang a show on. And that was the show that I created, Songs from Inside My Locker. So now growing up mm-hmm. in and going through high school, yeah. uh, so, so from my understanding, it's like you would be walking down your high school hallway singing and guys would like, or girls, I don't know who, but people would basically shove you in a locker all the and time. so so how did you first of all how did you get through that how do you how do you um what songs did you find the solace in mm. to you know sure move forward so, so i um yeah i was shoved in many lockers i personally had three lockers in high school because I had my personal one, I had a choir locker, and I had the gym locker that I didn't use because I didn't go to gym class. Um, recommended, really. Uh, <laughs> recommended not to go. Right, yeah. <laughs> if you're me, um, for other people, you know, do what you need to do. 
but for me, uh, Jim was not my solace. So uh, I was often walking the hallways singing from like Little Shop of Horrors or uh, whatever movie musical I watched the night before. And uh, it was very loud. Uh, I will freely admit that I love to sing Chief Coke and Bottle Washer from the rank very loudly at Johnson City High School. Um, and uh, so I was also in like the process of uh, coming out mm-hmm. my, to myself. Um, and then uh, one day I saw a poster for the high school musical um, to, to audition for it. And it was the Wizard of Oz. And I was like, oh, I've seen the Wizard of Oz. I could do that. Anybody can do that. I mean, not anybody can do that, but uh, I was an eighth grader and uh, got cast over a lot of seniors, so made a lot of people angry. Um, and <laughs> and what year I, was this? Just yeah, ooh, for 91. Okay. Yeah, right. like super pre-Allen, super w- pre-Will and Grace. Like the only gay people that you saw on television were like Paul Lynn and Charles Nelson Riley in game shows. Mm-hmm. Um that was and like on Bewitched, <laughs> right? Uh, you know what I mean. So, um, and I guess the dad from the Brady Bunch, but nobody knew. So, I uh, I decided to audition, and I got the Scarecrow and the Wizard of Oz, which was uh, crazy but life changing. Not just because I got cast in the musical, but because I found my people and where I belong, and. Um, because I didn't have a lot of friends growing up, all I really had were the people on cast albums and mm-hmm. the characters on cast albums. So that's what took me to create the show and celebrate those songs and those people. And because I, I similar to you, um, I mean, I liked musical theater growing up, but I would say I, de- I was definitely more of a TV person. Mm-hmm. So like my friends were like the cast of Safe by the Bell, yeah, Beverly yeah, yeah. Hills 90210, California Dreams, um, <laughs> you know, all of those typical school groups. This is just a call me Adam <laughs> list now. <laughs> this is, yes, yes, yes. But, you know, you, you find you find your people mm-hmm. and you gravitate towards them. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, Aside from the emotional injuries, did you get like, did you have physical injuries oh, from sure, being sure. shoved in? And, uh, you know, how, I mean, how did you find the strength to continue to get up every day and go to school knowing what was happening? Rehearsal. Mm. Uh, because rehearsal was after school every day and I would need to be there for that. And that's where I could find joy. So I knew that if I could get through the, what, eight hours of school, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, eight thirty to two thirty, whatever that is, six and a half. Um, I could, I would be in my happy place after mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as that last bell rang. So that's what kept me going every day, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because for sure I would have um, dropped out otherwise, or mm-hmm. I'm probably like, let's be honest, would not be here mm-hmm. otherwise. Mm-hmm. It was just being able to be with like-minded people who were like, what you do is good and special and important and uh, raised me up when I couldn't raise myself up. Mm. That's, uh, that's what got me there. 
That's wonderful to have that support group. And did they become there for you during the day as well? Like if if they were around yeah, when something was, was happening, did you have people to come in and help you? Sure. There was definitely like a circle of high school senior girls who uh, <laughs> <laughs> adopted me into their into their circle, you know, like their own mm-hmm. uh, and raised me, um, you know, sort of like uh, gay uncles would now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they, they, there was definitely a bunch of them and all of them actually, um, I did the Wizard of Oz with all of them and uh, they've seen the show. They've heard the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's just a lovely, like, thank you to them because again, without them, I don't know where I'd be. Right, right. Yeah. And have any of the people that bullied you, have they, did they come see the show at all? Do you know? Or have they listened to, heard the album? I don't think they've heard the album. I know, like, I tell a story on the album Mm -hmm. of one who found me on Facebook uh, a couple months before I debuted the show. Uh, And I didn't tell this story in the first version of the show because it happened that night that he, um, he had sent me this bouquet of this beautiful bouquet of flowers uh-huh. uh, with like a card that said, if anybody, you know, if I can change, anybody can, um, you know, go out and kick some ass. Um, wow. Yeah. Now there was a lot of misspellings because he's a Trump supporter, uh, <laughs> but you know, he needed help with something and uh, I was able to give that to him mm. and close that, close that gap. So you were able to find forgiveness towards him. Yeah, I don't, Mm -hmm. there's, life is short. Yeah. Even if we're all quarantined, Mm -hmm. you know, we got nothing but time, of course. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And what was it like in creating the show? What was it like now as an adult to go back through all of this hurt and anguish to create this show? Uh, Wild. Sometimes Mm -hmm. hard to like create a narrative for the piece that wasn't too many like exposed sad sadnesses Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um was uh tricky and the show really evolved um so we did it twice in 2017 we did it in uh uh the first time in like june and then we brought Mm -hmm. it back in october by popular demand which was insane because so the first time i did the show tickets sold like crazy mm-hmm. um they kept upping the prices to like 80 dollars, and i wow. i know i had to say to 54 i was like guys i just want to make sure you know my last name is not Ebersol, right <laughs> i just want to i want to mitigate expectations like i'm gonna be funny but i'm a character actress who sings mm-hmm. so <laughs> um just just beware. So we, I created the first version of the show, and there was like a. I don't remember if you saw it at the time. I um, don't think I did. There, there were some like visual gags, and like I, at one point, I had hired um, a uh, an adult uh, film star to uh-huh. come and play tuba. Uh, look really good doing it. He was he, but he's a professional tuba player, like on the side. Mm. Uh, I know um, because it was funny and crazy. It, like he and I did a tuba and kazoo duet. Oh my God. It was wild. Um, there was a whole bunch of stuff that was in the show. And then uh, as I was sort of reconceptualizing the piece for the album, uh, by that point I had done the show a few times and also 
headlined uh, 54 for Pride, mm-hmm. um, which is stupid. Um, Lorna Luft was sick, and so I became the Pride headliner. Oh, my God. I know. So I did. Uh, and then I was able to pull a big chunk. There's like four songs that I did in that show and place it into Songs from Inside My Locker to create sort of the recording version of the show. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. And which four songs were those that you pulled? Uh, the first penis I saw, which is from Crazy uh-huh. Ex-Girlfriend. Uh, the aged out medley of roles that I'm too... Oh, that at, was a good one, yes. Too up and old to play. Um, uh, In Hell's Kitchen, which was a song written for me. Mm-hmm. And the whole Aida story and Step Too Far. Mm. Yeah, they all got lifted. And then in the first version of show, obviously, Tomorrow, Here Comes the Sun wasn't there yet. Mm-hmm. That was written for this recording version. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, let's, um, on that note, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more um, about the album. And then we're going to talk about your life at Broadway Records. I love that. Here's so, some ads. Yeah. We'll be right back with Robbie Rizal. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze. Hi, everybody. My name is Robbie Roselle, and you're listening to Bearing It All with Call Me Adam. And now we're back. It's like we never went anywhere. It's like we never left. (laughs) As if we never said goodbye. I don't know why I'm frightened. (laughs) Now, have you had anybody reach out to you who has been bullied themselves and been like, you know, this album really helped me or any heartfelt stories like that? Not yet. I mean, the album just came out uh, like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So uh, I purposely put it out on all like streaming platforms. and It's on YouTube, Mm -hmm. the whole thing, because I know... Or I hope that like some kid's going to run across it and be like, oh, my God that's me mm-hmm. and and know that there's a way out yes you know what i mean mm-hmm. so so i wanted it available everywhere for that reason that's a great that's a great idea because i'm sure it has to help somebody somewhere oh and so much of creating the show actually came from you came from, from doing well from doing an interview with you because you used to do these filmed uh, interviews yes and we went downtown to was it it New was, um, no, it was, um, I think Atlantic 
Theater Mama Two. Yes, Atlantic Theater. Yeah, you're correct. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was with Jane, uh, Jan Maxwell, Jan Maxwell, and Jennifer Van Dyke. Right. And the they lost. Both it's now the lost interview. But people will talk about it forever because it's they in my will. liner notes. That's right. Um, but, uh, I just remember Jan Maxwell was like covered in dirt. Her hands were mm-hmm. so dirty because there was something with dirt in the show. Yes. Um, and you asked, because uh, you ask a lot of people like what advice you have mm-hmm. for people who are coming up in the business. And uh, this was a filmed interview. Uh, yes. And I was filming. Yes. And for some reason, the sound did not take. Uh which is now why you're in the podcast format. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, but she looked right at the camera and by proxy straight to me because my eye was at the thing. And she said, you have to create your own projects. Choose yourself and others will choose you. Mm-hmm. And that's what made me say, okay, I'm going to do the show. And that's because of you. Like I wouldn't that's have been incredible. there for that. Well, I'm happy to have been able to help you create this show. A little bit of catharsis. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, you're a healer. I try to be. That's that's <laughs> really my goal in life is to help people heal. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, no, I'm serious about that. I really do. Like, I really do love helping people. So. Well, it worked. Yeah, it did very yeah. successfully. Sure. Now, if I could make money from it, that'd be great. Yes. Yeah. Well, hey, look, now that it's out there, I mean, you could become the number one downloadable album on iTunes. Uh, I could if everybody who listens to it buys it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or the number one streamed album on Spotify. Po- the possibilities are I endless. I would like to not be more chilled down a few pegs and yeah. be the number one. Yes. 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 Hamilton and rightfully so. Money. I do. Exactly. Exactly. Now I do want to go back one last sure. time to the um to to your days of being bullied. Sure. Um, I just want to know what was like. Is there one particular day that stands out that was just like the worst day, and you were like, I, I- mean, they were all awful. Mm-hmm. I, I truly started that year because I changed school district. Like I moved, and so I changed school mm-hmm. districts. Uh, and started high school in a brand new city. Um, wow. And I walked off the bus and into the, like the main foyer and four seniors grabbed me and rolled me into that mat that's, you know, always on the ground because of Oh, rain. my God. And like ditched me the, by the dumpster. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That's so, terrible. Yes. Uh, don't recommend. I don't recommend it for anyone. Um and I know it was a different time, uh, but I'm sure things like that still happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, people are kids, especially, are mean. They are. They are. I mean, I I remember I remember all my bullies, but I remember one in particular in the gym locker room, and I'll never forget Dan Rummenay. Rummenay, I'll never forget him. We, I was just like changing, and I was walking somewhere, and I was right in the middle of a metal pole, and he just like knocked the back of my head like knocked me on the back of my head hit like i mean hit the back of my head and my head hit into the metal pole and i was like what just happened but he was this huge guy i mean i wasn't gonna like fight him because i was this scrawny little kid but you never forget you never forget your bullies and i've never forgotten to this day no i was 120 pounds Mm -hmm. of like just musical theater nerd and nothing else Mm -hmm. and i couldn't hide who i was there was like no way to mask 
my mask. Uh, <laughs> there was there was no way to like not be who I was, right? Authentically, and so uh, I definitely paid for it. I yeah. think maybe people pay for it less now because there's so much representation around. Mm, maybe, you know I mean? yeah, yeah. I'd like to think that. There's a normalization, yeah. Uh, as people know more and more of their friends who are gay, yes. and a lot of it—that's really what happens, right? Yes, and uh, we didn't have a lot of that. At least I know I didn't in high school. I mean, I knew one. Well, allegedly, I knew one other kid who. I mean, now I know that he is gay, but at the time, it was just talk. Whisper about. Yeah. 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 Um, and like because I couldn't hide it, I just w- had to embrace it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're glad you're here. We're glad you have this album and this show. Um, Let's take another quick break. And then when we come back, let's uh, talk about your life at Broadway Records because you do amazing things for them. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back with Robbie. More ads. That's right. (laughs) And now we're back. It's like we never left. It is. It is. I know. So a whole new world to me. It was weird. I love it. I love opening (laughs) a whole new world. And if you trust me, I could take you on a magic carpet ride. I do. So you work um, outside of being a cabaret icon. You work at Broadway Records. Cabaret icon. Yeah. It's weird that you left the word beloved off. Oh, Uh, I'm sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Let me let me redo that. (laughs) Outside of being a beloved cabaret icon, you also work at Broadway Records, which your album happens to be released on. Yeah, I'm the A&R director, so I gave myself a record. For everybody listening, if they don't exactly know what an A&R director does, could you just break it down? Sure. So A&R means artist and repertoire, which means I um, build relationships with humans who are singers and, uh, and help them develop their repertoire like the stuff they're going to record uh we've been moving in a direction not just cast albums because there's a finite amount of cast albums every year right Mm -hmm. Uh, but we've been building like solo albums for people uh that's really become something i love doing Mm -hmm. um and so when i produced jessica vosk's album um like I had a heavy input on the material that was on it. It was all pulled from cherry picked really from three concerts that we had done together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I help people. Uh, I put people in material together. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause nobody wants to hear like Derek Klena sing satisfied. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Right. Uh, that's a very weird and specific example. He has never been like, he's never been like, I'm doing an album and he's never been like, I would like to sing satisfied on it, but it's just like an extreme for the listener. So, but there have definitely been people who have said, what if I sing like this Joni Mitchell song? And, you know, I have to stop and say, your audience is like a Broadway audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what are you giving them? You know, you mm-hmm. have to remember who they are because otherwise they're not listening and then nobody's listening. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that sounds like a very fun job and at times a very stressful job, especially if they're like, I want to sing this and you're like, 
like you just said, that's not the best option for you. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, to find like a kind way to say, um, so, but I'm able to often go to them and say, well, maybe not that, but why don't we look at this that's similar Mm -hmm. or in a similar vein? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like maybe not Joni Mitchell, but we could do something from Beautiful, which was Carol King. Or let's look at like this Next to Normal song Mm -hmm. and (laughs) arrange it in a different way. Like Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. there are so many things. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, Or let's look at Another Life from Bridges of Madison County, Mm -hmm. which is for all intents and purposes, a Joni Mitchell song, Mm -hmm. but it has a tie. Exactly. Exactly. So how did you get involved with Broadway records? I mean, what do you love about working on all these cast albums that they release? So I joined Broadway records about five years ago. Mm -hmm. I had done some freelance stuff for them beforehand as a graphic designer uh, while I was the creative director of Playbill. And, uh, one day, I just happened to say to Van Dean, who owns Broadway Records uh, and is the president, um, that all I really wanted to do in my life was make cast albums and preserve theater music. And he called me like six months later. <laughs> and he was like, hey, do you remember what you said to me six months ago? And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't remember yesterday. What What did I say to you? Because I say a lot of things. Mm-hmm. My mouth just opens and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know it's like a brain dump uh, so, uh, and he, he was like you said all you want to do is preserve theater music and I said yeah that's all I want to do and he said well I'd like to start you on this day like he gave me a full job offer with like a salary and these are the number of vacation days You'll, like the whole thing was spelled out for me Wow! and I was like I didn't even think about it. I didn't come home and, and brood. I was like, yeah, great. Can't wait. And so that's, I joined them five years ago. Uh, about, I feel like, a year later, maybe six months later. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was, Hamilton was five years ago, right? I think so. Okay. I it- only say that because that uh, when the day it won the Tony was the Pulse shooting. Oh. Yeah. Uh, we did that single, mm-hmm. the What the World Needs Now is yes. Love single that was everywhere. And that was a marker, like, uh, for me of, like, when I started. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was five years ago. Uh, we did the What the World Needs Now is Love single. Um, and we've done these crazy cast albums. Uh, so wonderful. We won a Grammy my first year there for The Color of Purple. Wow. Uh, yeah. But... That's not what's important. What's important is I get to preserve music that I love mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. I get, you know, there's not a lot of people who wake up and go, ah, can't wait to go. I can't wait to go to my job. I get to say, oh my God, I can't wait to go to work. We're working on this cool album right now. You know, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Jessica Vosk's album or things like that. Like the, the, the things that I, Patti Lapone. I've mm-hmm. worked with Patty LaPone twice. That's stupid. But I've done it. And it's my joy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. not everybody gets to do that. No, you're very lucky that you get to do what you love. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What would you say are your um, top three favorite cast albums that you personally have worked on? Oh, 
Uh, top three. She loves me. Mm-hmm. The last revival of it. Um, yeah, roundabouts revival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Laura Benanti. Yes, uh, the queen. Uh, that the um really love the bandstand album. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh, I I think it was overlooked. Was that the one with Laura Osnes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corey, yes. It was mm-hmm. spectacular. The recording session of it was wild because mm. they also played. So they had to be recorded playing their stuff and then singing. But Corey's uh, wife went into labor during it. And so he had to leave, <laughs> right, and come back and record his stuff a different day. It was wild. It wow. was, and it's a beautiful album. Uh, and. I'm very, I really am attached to the Anastasia album. I think it's a beautiful album. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love, I oh, love. And Once on this Island. There's so many. Once on this Island, you said? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a beautiful show. Uh, right? Come mm. on, Alex Newell. Yes. How dare you? Yes. Yeah. I love it. All right. We're going to take one more final break. Oh. And when we come back, we are going to do some rapid fire questions. I have my famous question and I do want to get some advice from you. So, oh, yeah. So cheers we'll be <laughs> cheers. <laughs> cheers to everybody. Yeah. Uh, we'll be right back with Robbie. And now we're back. All right. Before we get to the rapid fire questions, uh, I want to get some advice from you. Sure. So as somebody, well, I'm, I want two pieces of two pieces of advice from you. Ooh. One is as somebody who has been bullied and has um, lived through it, what advice would you give for other people going through it? My advice is to stand strong in the face of opposition. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just not bullying, but life in general. Like there's a lot of oppressive forces these days don't know if you've seen the news um (laughs) but if you stand strong and and hold your ground um you'll make it through to the other side like storms come and storms like fly over you Mm -hmm. but storms go away by nature Mm -hmm. so uh just stand firm that's great and my second piece of advice i want from you is if, if for somebody out there listening who wants to work in Broadway, maybe they're like you, they love to preserve uh, cast recordings and music. Um, what, what advice would you have for them to break into the industry? I mean, obviously not right now during right. the pandemic, but good um, luck when, uh, <laughs> when everything comes, ba- when everything comes back. Um, I would say look for opportunities where you can watch people in their element. I learned so much of what I do uh, by uh, cold writing a letter one day Mm. uh, to a producer, like a record producer and saying, I would love to come and watch you Mm -hmm. and learn from you. Uh, And it's shaped everything that I've done. Uh, Listen, I fell into this business as backwards. I should be working at a Taco Bell. Truly. But uh, I often set crazy high goals for myself mm-hmm. and then work to achieve those goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my goal was 
I was hired as like the digital scanner for Playbill for $10 an hour and became the creative director. That just, you know, uh, I worked with other people and suddenly I'm selling out 54 below on my own name. And that's like, these are all stupid things that I'm not lucky. I worked to do, Mm -hmm. you know? So like the album is, is another part of that. I said, I would like to do an album. Uh, And so I raised the money for it. I, you know, did the shows, mm-hmm. recorded it, mixed it, mastered it, designed it. Like, I designed the album myself, and it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if you I, do say so yourself. I don't like to brag, but honestly... But it does look good. good. Uh, thanks. Um, if you set goals for you, listen, you're not always going to succeed, and there's definitely things I don't succeed with. Mm-hmm. Know your strengths and work towards those. It's a lot like picking out clothes. Do you know what I mean by that? <laughs> yes, because yeah. I I know how to pick out clothes. You really do. But like y- you would know what flatters you and what doesn't. Yes. Because exactly. you want to accentuate what's great mm-hmm. and cover the flaws, right? Yes. So that's the same thing in knowing your strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at. Mm-hmm. And so I stay on the upstream, you know, swimming up that one stream that really works for me mm-hmm. because I know what I'm good at. Am I ever going to headline on Broadway? Probably not. Probably not. That's not a realistic goal. Mm-hmm. But I do know that I can continue to do this show and more like it forever. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Strengths and weaknesses. That's great. I love that. I love that viewpoint. Thanks. You're welcome. That's true. Well, now let's move on to some rapid fire questions. I've never done these with you. I'm very excited. I know. I'm very excited too. Um, so first of all, peanut butter, crunchy or smooth? Oh, uh, I like them both. Mm-hmm. And I have very specific brands for both. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what are those? Uh, so I like uh, smooth. I like uh, the the uh, Justin's, I think it's called. Uh-huh. Yeah. Justin's uh, honey peanut butter. And then crunchy, I like Skippy, extra crunchy. Mm. So it's not in the middle. It's like either extra crunchy or really creamy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite M&M flavor? Oh, almond. Mm-hmm. And favorite M&M color? Ooh. Blue. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love blue's my favorite also. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite go-to emoji when texting? Oh, usually it's that face with the teeth that's like, uh, I don't know. Oh, like this, uh, the grin, the like. Well, you know, it's not a grin though. It's just like a nervous, like. Oh yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I know. That one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you take your coffee? Oh, I take it light and sweet. Uh, favorite scent or smell? Um, I love uh, herbs, like especially when I'm cooking, like a rosemary or mm. thyme a mm-hmm. lot. I use them a lot in cocktails too because they're like there's something about like um, like the a sprig of thyme inside like a gin and tonic that mm-hmm. elevates it. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. And then this is a question I I don't really ask that often, but I, I need to bring it back. Oh. Uh, boxers or briefs? 
Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a fun one. Neither. Oh, yeah, not a fan. Very interesting. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that's all the rapid fire questions. They're hard. Yeah, I know. I know. You're good. I I like I like a challenge. Guess what? Yeah. I like to climb that mountain. Yeah, I yeah. know. Hence <laughs> the sound of music. Climb every mountain. The hills are alive. They are. Very much so. <laughs> All right. So now we are actually at the end of the interview already. And I know, me too. But that could also mean there could be a part two at some point. Truly. Yeah. But we're yeah. friends too, so I could just Exactly. You can just text me and be like, hi. When COVID's over, I can come visit you. All right. Well, now it's time for my famous question. Okay. So um, playing off of the title of my podcast, Bearing It All with Call Me Adam, if you could bear it all and reveal something about yourself that you have not told previously, what would you share with me today? I would share with you that I claim to be allergic to mushrooms and I just don't like them. <laughs> oh my God, that is so sex in the city when Carrie goes to that bar and she's like, I forgot what she didn't want, but she was like, I'm allergic to this. And um, I maybe it was, I think she was dating Burger. He was like, you're, you're allergic to it. And she's like, well, I just don't like it. She's like, so you're not allergic. She's like, I, and yes, I love that. Yeah, it's true. I hate them so much that, like, even hibachi places, I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm allergic. Because um, <laughs> I do not want, I'd never want them. Mm-hmm. I understand. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> and this is why I'm going to hell, kids. <laughs> no, you're not going to hell. I mean, sometimes you have to, you know, I'm not saying you should lie, but sometimes you do have to stretch the truth a little bit. Sure, to yeah. get what you need exactly exactly <laughs> that's not the best advice in the world no you know what no. i gave other advice earlier this wasn't you did. an advice question. You did. no it wasn't <laughs> no this was just this is what you like to do right love it well that's the whole interview thank you very much for coming on the show you're the greatest thank you thank you i love what i do i know that everybody listening is gonna go to uh, iTunes and download your album songs from inside my locker or go to Broadway records, download the album. Um, Do you have hard copies of the album? Broadway records. Monday. Yes. Oh, great. So then uh, you can buy a hard copy of the album. You can download it. You can stream it on all the streaming platforms. Just go to broadwayrecords.com slash Diva Robbie. And it's all there. There we go. Diva Robbie. I love it. I love you. I love you more. Stop it. And finally, remember here at the Broadway Podcast Network, we have over 70 arts and theater related podcasts. So please keep listening and we'll see you next time. And bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) He'll get the dirt and the scoop and the story for he happens to be in the know. Just ask anybody who's had him, had him, live for the business of show. Call me Adam.com. Find more episodes of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam at broadwaypodcastnetwork.com and everywhere podcasts are streamed, including iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. 
Follow me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at callmeadamnyc. For my print and video interviews, visit my website, callmeadam.com. And finally, if you really want to get involved, become a member of my Patreon page at patreon.com backslash callmeadamnyc. There, you'll get exclusive perks, including behind-the-scenes photos, videos, and everybody's favorite swag. At Carvana, we're in the business of driving you happy. And with the widest selection of used cars under $20,000, you're bound to find a car that'll put a smile on your face. Carvana gives you control by letting you customize your down and monthly payments. You can browse tens of thousands of cars online to find one within your budget, and you won't get surprised with any bogus fees. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to shop for a vehicle. Carvana, we'll drive you happy. Availability may vary by market.